When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Chels. It's the end of the week and we're looking forward to the weekend when we get to play Southampton, the mighty Southampton, who are not so mighty at the moment. Could this be one of those games for us? They'll have no manager and everything will be chaotic. That's what we like to think, but it never seems to work like that. Well, here with me to discuss What's going to possibly happen? We have Mr. Andy Saunders. Hello, Hello Andy. How Hello. are you? Hello. I'm all Good. right. Thank you. Yeah. Good week? Yeah, not bad. How about you? Good week? Yeah. You know, it's been okay. Good. It's, yeah, it's all right. We're here at the end of it. That's the main thing. And we also have Mr. Gary Hayes. How are you, Gary? I'm doing just fine on this here sunny day in the United States. Oh, well, that's great. I got some southern hospitality coming right your way. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like the, the worst kind of beam of... Where are you, Gary? Afford so, an American so, so actor. Give some context for that stupid accent. Where are, where are you at the moment? I got I got my straw hat on with my dungarees and my check shirt and my cowboy boots. But where are you, Gary? <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. actually in New Jersey, but I was in <laughs> Texas this week. Redneck gal. So, hey, hey, I'm walking here. Hey, look at the dog. <laughs> yeah, redneck Gary Hayes. That's what we like. When, when, um, when I was at the airport recently, I was waiting to get picked up. And this guy, it was carnage at Newark. And um, all the cars were coming in. It was the most New Jersey thing I saw. This guy in a tracksuit with tracksuit top with a hairy chest, no T-shirt underneath and a gold chain. And this car pulls up and he started trying to get in the car. And it evidently is his mum when he's there and he's going, Ma, Ma. And she can't unlock the door because she doesn't know what she's doing. He goes, Ma, Ma, open the fucking door. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, you have to be there. We're going to have to put it explicit good. on this now. Oh, oh explicit no. Gary Hayes. Oh. But yeah, so that's, that's my Jersey accent. And I was just in Texas. New Jersey. Oh, yes. You are. Are you going to go and live there, Gary, do you reckon? <coughs> um, and where I would you live? Do, yeah. Where would you live? Probably Freehold, New Jersey. Somewhere cheap. So you'd, so you'd stay spend out of town. Spend there. all his money on Bruce Springsteen tickets. Well, do you know, well, look, if you two knew what I was talking about, you'd know why I was going to move to the outskirts of Freehold Township, New Jersey. Well, tell us why. Well, that's where Bruce lives, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. my God. In, in his farm. You're going to live on in his, his farm? On his farm. Are you going to... I'll probably, be like, just sort of go into his little... Um, into his little hay barn. Have you, have you seen the Western Stars movie? Um, he shot it all in his in his barn, the sort of his, on, his, on his farm, and it's really cool. Oh, but I thought where that he lives was just, just outside set. the. No, it's not. It's actually it's an actual thing. Okay. And uh, so a that's barn. Freehold, New Jersey, which is about twenty minutes from Asbury Park, New Jersey. So I'd probably live around there, I reckon, because uh, it's amazing. I love it down there. 
I sprinkled some of Bruce's ashes on the beach the other day as well. Beautiful. Oh. Well, you know, I mean, you've been meeting all sorts of people. I mean, you've met an old friend of uh, of Andy's, didn't you, this week? Mr. D- Mr. Danny Clinch. Yeah. Yeah. Who and, was in um, your said, incredible icon series, he was. Andy. He's an awesome photographer. And he, what were you going to say really about cool. him? Well, I was say, um, he said to me as we, as we were chatting... Because I was, I was interviewing him for this uh, Springsteen series that I'm doing with you, in a way, Kerry. And um, as I was chatting to him, I sort of lost it a little bit because I was asking questions. And we were talking about like how we love New Jersey and stuff. And he's from New Jersey. He's from a, a town called Tom's River, and um, which is just down the I shore know Tom's River very Asbury well. Park. Yeah, and, um, and we were just chatting about stuff. And I was telling, him, and he's like, "How did you get into Springsteen?" I started telling him fanboying it a little bit. But then I thought, oh, sh- I don't like doing that in interviews because you want to be professional, right? You want to put yourself on a level with the person you're speaking to. But then he he just stopped and he looked at me and he went, you're crazy. And I dig it. And I was like, oh, thank God for that. Right? And he's actually a really cool guy. And then, um, yeah, we had a good chat for 45 minutes and he was a cool dude. Did he remember, did he remember being an icon? Did he like it? Yeah, no, g- genuinely did because I, um, I read out the names of the people that you put in the in the message. He went, yeah, I know those guys. He goes, that was really cool doing that. It was a good experience. Yeah, good. I said, okay, that's cool. I said, this one's about to be better, which it was. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, we, 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 anyway. We, had, we had a good chat and then... Um, and then we uh, finished this part of the podcast. Um, no, no, but I, I was going to say, but one thing he said, because I, I people with Springsteen, he doesn't like, if you work with him, the rule is that you don't talk about working with him. So I was like, look, I know that's the case, but let's if, talk about the stuff you know you're comfortable with. And then um, he started, he, he got carried away a bit himself and he started showing me all these pics from the show they did in Tampa, which was the first one to start this world tour. And he was like, oh, look at this picture of Bruce under the stage and doing this. And it was absolutely amazing. And then um, he said, oh, the first time I did my, fo- the first time I ever did a photo shoot with Bruce, because he was my hero. He said, um, when I drove away, I cried, not realizing what I'd just been able to do. And I was like, I love that when people open up where you see him as this cool dude. And then he tells you, look, I'm just like you, man. A freak as well. You should, no, can two, I do... you should have a look at his two-pack photos. They're amazing because he did those. Yeah. He's got them up in his gallery. Yeah, they're amazing. He's got them up in his gallery. Anyway, Southampton. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Southampton. So, yeah, this this one's going to be an interesting one. Um, of course, you know, with Champions League this week, not time to work on, on things. But are we going to see an evolution in this? Europe's always a very different process. But are we... Get... This is a, a weird game because Southampton are a club in crisis at the moment, aren't they, Andy? Well, just sacked their but, manager, mad Nathan Jones, who should never have got the job in the first place, no. um, who's just been an absolute disaster. Um, yeah, they're in free fall at the moment. But, of course, having sacked their manager, that means they're going to get a new manager bounce or at least a kind of, like, caretaker manager bounce. And, uh, you know, we could have done with an extra week and Nathan being in post, I think, because this always happens to us where they sack their manager and then come and, you know, play out their skins like they did last season at the bridge. So, you know... You know, it's it's going to be an interesting one. However, they are terrible. And I think that they are sadly destined for the drop. And I say sadly because my mate's a big Southampton fan. And he always invites me down there to St. Mary's and we always have a lovely day. So I, I shall miss that if they do go down. But they are dreadful at the moment. And I can't see at the bridge us not being ruthless enough to get something out of this game. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you there. I mean, Gary, how do you see this? Is this the perfect kind of game for people like Mudrick to start stamping some authority into the game and Madweke to, to have a good run at, at defenders who have no confidence? Uh, and that will help these guys get some confidence in the Premier League. 
yeah, hopefully they go in there. That they've had a good game against Dortmund in the week, and they go in and um, they're buoyed by that, and they just go at them because you're like Andy said, we're at home as well. You want to see teams come to Stamford Bridge and be scared to be there again, and this is a good opportunity to. You know, put the proverbial up Southampton a little bit. You know, if we play like we did in the first 25, 30 minutes against West Ham, we should completely annihilate them. That, that's what I want to see. I want to see them come out with that strong, confident um, performance. Because when you think about it as well, this is the, the second game since all the signings where we've been at home. But then they've had two, two and a half, three weeks almost of being together again. And they've had a couple of games in that time. So they're, they're going to be a bit more comfortable, a bit more settled. So I want to see that. I want to see him come out and really, really go at them and cause them problems. And how do you see this one going, Andy, for, for Potter? Because he seems to now be working on the shape. Now, we're hearing that he's a man who likes to change this, change that. He's always tinkering about and what have you. But against West Ham, we did start to get an idea of the shape that he wants to play, which is those three players behind the one up front and, and making the space for people to run into. Do you think that's going to be a bit more of a stable enterprise now that they've bought players, he's got a squad in, in place now, that maybe he's going to settle into this, this shape? I hope so. I hope that he's now got some stability in his team selection that he can start to work with those players throughout the week and say, look, you know, this is this is what we're looking for. This is the vision, as opposed to oh, my left back's out, my right back's out. You'll have to do, you know, you're probably going to be in for another couple of games before the new guy comes in and then we'll have to teach him. And then, you know, we've got this other guy coming in. Hopefully there's some settled personnel now that he can, he can work with. And I think that's important. And I think, you know, by all accounts, his strengths are as a coach, you know, and, you know, on that, training pitch hopefully be able to express his ideas and get those across and we can see some some results because it's an important period coming up because after the Southampton game you know we've got Tottenham uh, away then we've got Leeds at home then we've got the second Dortmund fixture then we've got Leicester you know these are not easy games but they are winnable games certainly the um you know Tottenham who got smashed at the weekend uh you know Leeds who who, who look like they're they're full of you know passion but can't score a goal uh, and Leicester who seem to be on a bit of an upward trajectory but we know that they're not that good really so you know these are all winnable games and if we want to create some momentum this season hopefully the Southampton game will be the springboard for that. And Gary, how important is it for the crowd to get behind the team, really get behind the team against Southampton, give them a lift? Because we haven't seen that much this season, have we? No, it's always important. You know, that's why home advantage counts for so much. And when Stamford Bridge is going and it's rocking, every fan will say it about their home stadium, right? But there really isn't a better place. Look, I know I go and I... We score and I stand up and clap because I'm an idiot. But when I'm just there absorbing it and feeling it, it, feel, it feels amazing. You know, I don't, I don't sing and contribute to it, but it's amazing to experience. Um, so I think, especially where this team is now as well, where there, there is a major, you know, we're in a state of flux as a club. There's this huge transition and there's new names associated with the club now and they want to understand what it means to be Chelsea. So the fans there getting behind them and showing them what it what it's all about. And for some of the players as well that are getting criticised to know that, you know, they're the fans that they're playing in front of, they might have hear a lot of noise on social media, but 
the fans that see, because I do believe as well that nine times out of 10, the idiots on social media, if they met any of these players, would probably be very respectful and show them that they're a fan of them rather than, you know, coating them off. Yeah, they'd want a selfie but, straight um, away, wouldn't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. And as we know, you meet someone from social media and you think they're a, a knob and then you meet them in person. You're like, okay, you're not too bad. You know, may, maybe like the Louis Beneventis of this world, Kerry. Um, <laughs> Louis. Um, but I, I just, yeah, it, it get the, the crowd getting behind them is important. And um, I think, you know, for the new players as well, like Mudrick and Felix and Nonny and, and, the, and the like, to get that experience of Stamford Bridge and have it up and get their tails up is important. If we come back from Dortmund, a goal down, parity or winning, that game will be brilliant you know for them I think those midweek European games under the lights you know with something to play for in a knockout competition they can be amazing look we're simple souls as football fans you know they score goals and they win games we'll cheer them to the rafters you know if they don't and they look below par and we leave the ground you know feeling disappointed they'll get nothing off us because we're not that crowd you know we don't support the players unless they give us something you know sadly I'd like to think that we were the best fans in the world and we you know supported our players whatever but we don't we'll get on their backs if they don't but that's deliver. just football fans in general. Well, maybe, but, you know, the fact of the matter is everybody says they've got the best fans in the world and, and they rarely do, you know, and I think Stanford Bridge has been, you know, you, you talk about it being a cauldron. It hasn't been a cauldron for a long time. You know, we get the odd night, particularly midweek under the lights, but Saturday afternoons at three o'clock, those games, they can be very torpid affairs. They're very drab. Very yeah. drab affairs. And, you know, the players have got to lift us. And I think if we go on a bit of a run and we score some goals and we see some fireworks from Mudrick and we see some fireworks from some from Felix and some of these other players, you'll see the the tides start to turn and it will turn quickly and you know nobody wants to go to a football game and be miserable everybody wants to be uplifted and get that feeling and we've missed it two wins in 13 games you know we have missed that and you know it'll only take four or five games in a row to get that feeling back so I, you know I, I always go with a little bit of hope yeah. I think it's since the sanctions it hasn't felt right since the sanctions that there's been so much bad feeling around the club and that it's sort of like hard where I feel like as a club we just felt like we're down in the dumps a little bit and I think the fans have, have felt that um, but I agree Andy it's up to the players to sort of say okay look this is something new here we're going to give you a reason to get behind us and then we sustain it from there. So it's a chicken and egg situation isn't it? Who goes first? Do we support them wholeheartedly first or do the players lift us? And I in guess our in the case, situation, always, it's always the players that lift us. It has to be. It has to be. I, I think you're absolutely right. I, th I think it's a really valid point with how Chelsea fans are at the moment. And it's down to them. If they lift, then we'll, we'll back them the wholeheartedly. Because you're right, Gary. When that place is rocking, there is nothing like it. And yes, every home fan will say that about their own crowd. I don't care. For me, that is one of the greatest experiences you can have. When Chelsea are going at it, the fans are going at it, and you just go, this is 90 minutes of football I loved. And we need to get that back. And I think you're right. I think the sanctions have changed everything. I think it, be it was very divisive in a lot of ways. I think it created factions. Much like so much has happened in this country has created factions, it's been the same with football. And what we need to do is through this period is find a way to unify everyone together again and get behind Potter and the team. Dust but off, dust they... off that copy of One Step Beyond. Exactly, and let's have it. And can we just play the whole of the liquidator rather than cutting it off after one chorus? And can we not sing? We, you know, we ain't Tottenham in the middle. Yeah, I can't. I can't bear all that. Can we? <laughs> just what I was going to say is quickly is just talking about the players. You know, needing to do something um, with everything that's going on in terms of a lot of the noise across social media. I do, I do like the fact that 
fan groups have got together and they've got the Mason Mount banner out because it's a reminder to him of what's going on. He he knows what's being said about him on social media. Um, and there's the issue around him with the contract as well. And hopefully he sees that and knows that, look, when the chips are down, Chelsea fans are there for him. And yeah. they're there. And they're the, play, the players see it that, look, it hasn't been the best season, but these fans still have that affection for us. They might not be the loudest, but they're doing stuff in the shed. They're doing stuff in the Matthew Hardy, and I like that. And I'd like to say also, the banners have just been spectacularly good. They really have been worth it every time you go, oh, yeah, I really like that. So keep those banners coming. We love them. Mason, enjoy yours. Uh, right, let's just get to the chase What's the predictions? Uh, Andy, would you like to go first? Oh, got to be right once. I mean, I, I genuinely think they're a terrible <laughs> team and that we're on the up. So 3-0 us. 3-0. I love it. I love it. I can't remember the last time. Where, oh, Rain Man. When was the last time we scored three goals in the game? I think it was against AC Milan in the Champions League. That's probably true. What about in the Premier League, though, is what I was talking about. Oh, he cares about that. That's a right-off season. <laughs> Good answer. So you didn't know. Um, and what's your prediction then, Gary? I'm going to go, um, because it's Southampton, everything going on with them, and it's a crazy season, I'm going to go Chelsea 5, Southampton 2. Okay. Oh, it sounds like a Boxing Day <laughs> cracker. Um, <laughs> but it's got that all over it, though, right? Yeah, it has. Uh uh, I'm going to go for 3-1 Chelsea. No, I'm going to go 4-1. I can't remember the last time we scored four. I'm sure no one can remember that. So, uh, yeah, Gary, you're thinking. You I can see I was gonna, I was, no, I was, I was going to make a joke, but it wasn't It wasn't very good. Oh, well, it'll join all the rest. Um, okay, well, <laughs> well, look, that is it. We are out of time. I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. I hope you all are. Uh, thank you, Andy, as always. Thank you, Gary, as always. We will be back next next week come on you blues Chelsea for Juventus nil thank you that's the last bit of news from us if you want to advertise on or sponsor this show check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk sports social podcast network